Today on the Ave Podcast, I'm joined by DJ Chris Nice and DJ Keo as we talk about the future of the Versus platform. Uh, if Jermaine Dupree isn't getting his proper amount of flowers his way, plus we share our thoughts on the Fuji's coming back together and the impact that it's going to have, plus our thoughts on Rap City coming back and everything in between. South Survive is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit the like and the favorite button. Please hit me with that five-star love. There's no reason that not to at this point. And check out my website for past episodes and everything South Sharav related at SouthSharav.com. One more time for emphasis and the people in the back, that's SouthSharav.com. It's the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Let's work. Welcome to the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Welcome to the Av Podcast. I'm bringing the band back together for a musical episode, meeting a, a podcast based on music. Not like we're jamming out to an episode like Tiny Desk on, on NPR. I, I would like to bring back DJ Chris Nice and DJ Keo to the show. How are the both of you doing today? Good. Good, man. Good. No complaints. Absolutely, man. It's chilling. Doing good. Nah, I appreciate you guys for hopping back you on brought, here, brought man. Me back out of the- you brought me back out of the janitor's uh, room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I needed a new broom. Did you get it? Did you get it for me? Did you go to Home Depot yes, and get it for yep, me? Yeah, got it this morning. Thank you. Got it this morning. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> now, now I haven't done a, a music type of pod in a little while, so I'm, I'm going to kind of jump all over the place with some of the topics of what's been happening in the last few weeks, including anything right up to this recording, not including the Drake-Kanye b- album battle, because I'm sure... Most of you as listeners has heard like more than enough of that on different shows, so we don't need to rehash it on this one. Um, <laughs> now, the the last how I ended the last podcast off with the Fujis and the impact that it had when it comes to Haiti, the Haitian community, and what's happening right now in Del Rio, Texas, and the effects that it has going forward. But just thinking musically, and as the both of you guys being DJs and or producers, what importance does the Fujis bring back to music now that they're coming back together and they're touring. So I don't know who wants to take the lead on this one to start first. I'll start with Keo because why not? Why the hell not? <laughs> I think it's I think it's good because in music's pretty stagnant right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we need to get back to looking at other cultures and other styles of music and you know, like I I was listening to I don't want to go over the Jake's album, but Drake's album felt kind of monotone to me. Like it's a lot of the same similar sounds, similar songs, similar raps. Everything's like just it was safe. And mm-hmm. I think I the Fuji's gets you back into the not safe category of just trying to do something different. Yeah. And bring in something that people aren't doing back. So like I'm hoping that at least for the future we can kind of try and do that again. So I hopefully maybe they can record something new. Maybe just hearing the the uh, their first two albums or album and a half. I guess a single and the, <laughs> the <laughs> last album. An EP and an album, basically. <laughs> yeah, EP and album. You get the two of them together. Yeah. Maybe you can kind of forge something together, like spark something. I don't know. Music industry needs this. Um, or Calvin, you know, I spoke to you about the Fuji with me. I didn't know they came back together. So I had no clue. I stumbled on it on Instagram. Somebody somebody was at their show in New York 
And I was like, okay, what is this? And then I heard, I, I'm, I'm like, this is a live show, obviously. And I'm hearing the voices. I'm like, why does this sound like the Fuji? But it can't be. I was like, nah. So I went on Wycliffe's Instagram, and I was like, what the hell is this? What's going on? My head exploded. I was walking around my living room like like somebody was, like I was in the delivery room, and somebody was giving birth to, to my children or something. <laughs> I, I couldn't think straight because I didn't know they were coming back. So I found out the day of that New York show. So I, I, that was one of my all-time favorite groups. So I, that night, I lost my mind. If I could have jumped on a plane and get to New York in time to catch at least the ending of the show, I would have been there. So I love it. I think it's important to the, to the, to the game. I'm old, I'm old school. So, you know, that kind, that style of music to me, it never dies and it takes away some of the monotony that we keep hearing over and over again. I, you know, they're rapping about something, the style, just, just everything. I think it's so needed right now, you know, and I hope they make it to when they, when they, when they're here on, I think, November 21st for Miami. I hope they make it at least till November 21st. <laughs> You're like, after that, oh, I, don't God, care. I don't care so much after that, but <laughs> November 22nd, who cares? The 21st, though. Make it the 21st, yeah. Make it the 21st, you know? I think that uh, them coming back is just, I mean, it's a no-brainer, man. It's the Fuji's. I mean, God. You know, I hope they make something new. It'd be nice for them to put something together, but I don't care. Give me the new stuff, the, the old stuff, mm. all day, every day, like their old material. You know, when I heard Fujila, I heard them doing Fujila at the show, and I was almost like throwing furniture around. <laughs> you know what I mean? So imagine if I was on the, if I was at the show. If I was at the show, I'd be slam dancing. Mm. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm happy they're back, old school hip hop, all day, every day. I'm just, I was just like, man, I, I ate it all up. So, you know, I think they started back. There's a break until November, and they start back in November. To me, once they're in your town, you need to go and see them because you don't know if this is a one-time thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I know in past conversations that we've had, um, we each had a chance to go see um, a Tribe Called Quest before they, they broke up for good and then before, obviously, Five Dog passed it away. And mm-hmm. I remember, I remember going to that show, and that's it, we. I've been, you know, blessed to go to a lot of concerts, um, <laughs> and that was the one. That's the f- probably one of the few, if not the only concert I ever went to in my life where, like, I had a permanent smile on my face. Like my face was sore. Oh yeah, absolutely. My, my oh, yeah. face was actually sore. Like my cheekbones were sore because I was smiling so much. Like I was just, I, I was so happy sore from the slam dancing. Well, that too, that too, but. <laughs> but but like I said, my my face was sore. Like I never left the concert. My my cheekbones were sore because I was I was so happy, you know. And I, and I, I was say, so epic. with with tribe tribe was one of the few groups where everybody in the audience knows the lyrics. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people like yeah, they like come along like I know this song too, whatever. Everybody, I'm talking about the white guy that's a barista at Starbucks. <laughs> He's spitting <laughs> five bars, right? Everybody was in the bars. Everybody there. I see one person not doing lyrics. Yeah, that's. <laughs> and I remember at the I remember at the old cool house like that. That sh- mm-hmm. I've never seen the cool house that packed. Like that, yeah. the cool house was, was like it was show. it was beyond rammed. It was, was be, it was beyond show. rammed. It was an amazing show. It was an amazing show. Mm-hmm. But like, and it's kind of yeah, like, well, sorry. Go ahead. For those who don't live in Toronto, the cool house was a was a unbelievable venue like 
a classic yeah. venue for for, for concerts, concerts. Yeah, for and sure. it doesn't exist anymore. Like for yeah. those who aren't in, yeah, for those who don't live in Toronto, that was like an epic venue, man. Legendary venue. Yeah, yeah. And, and to kind of like take it back to what you're saying before about seeing the Fujis and seeing these these acts now, like you just don't know what's gonna happen, right? Like I'm, you know, so mm-hmm. with the, especially with everything that's been happening, you know, in the last <laughs> year and a half to two years, it's like, yeah, if you, if your favorite artist is in your city or favorite group, go see them, go see them, yeah. especially especially if they're older. But I, I would say too, yeah. like in the last. The world we've been living in the last twenty months or so, like musically, it hasn't totally reflected how we've been been feeling as like almost no. like as an aside society. You know what I mean? So, to me, the gap has been filled in some ways, and we've definitely been entertained with with music and shows or events or that those type of things. But like to me, music also represents it represents good times. It's you know it it can, it's mood music for in a lot of cases, but I, I kind of look at it like a time capsule. You know what I mean? Like a, a kind of a way where it's like you look back through eras of music. Music has a way of reflecting the times that it was in. You know what I mean? Especially when yeah. something serious was going on. Especially when you look at like the 70s and the 60s, that type of thing where it's like you can play 50 years from now, 40 years from now, 20 years from now. And you could be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I remember those times. Like just because of, you know, maybe a specific album that became legendary because of what was happening during that time. And and I don't feel like there was anything like- that's been happening musically like marvin gay right marvin gay was going on like, like that kind of thing like there's nothing going on right now right. this is yeah this is the most vague like taupe completely just miscellaneous group of music right now like it doesn't it doesn't reflect what we're living right now or maybe it Honestly, does <laughs> maybe it does actually <laughs> manufactured like yeah i, I guess you, you can look at it like that i don't know yeah, where's the? I don't want to say all of it, of course, because there, there's. I'm just saying, like, really where's the, albums, the public enemy fight the power type music or whatever? Where's which, that at? <laughs> which is which is something that I honestly I'll be I'm surprised that we didn't get anything like that coming out of this. This, this at least uh, this last wave. year, something yeah, especially last happened. year. You had some songs here and there pop up, but that's that's it. You know, nobody had anything to say about last year. That's what that's what this is telling me. Everybody's scared, man. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's scared. Everybody's everybody's afraid to 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 put an opinion, like their opinion, out there because yeah. But they're, they're you look afraid. online, everybody's an activist. They got their black squares. They got their I stand with whatever <laughs> on Instagram, but no one wants to put that on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. the crazy part. When you think about it. Everybody yeah. stands with all this stuff. I'm here for this indigenous group. I'm here for this thing. I'm not gonna make a song about it though, but let let me just let <laughs> you signal right now. I changed my icon on my Twitter account, so I'll let you know. Okay, <laughs> let you know, but but it's not gonna be in a verse though. That's it. yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna talk about yeah. it at all. I'm not gonna say. Yeah, that is that, that is strange. And... At least mainstream. At least mainstream. I can't say for the underground people, right. but like mainstream for sure, they could give less than the f about anything that's going on. Well, I, I would like. To me, that that's the thing, right? Especially with black music, you know, mm-hmm. you, there's always that time period where something serious is happening, where where the music kind of reflects it, where it hits you in the chest. And I'm not saying yeah. the Fujis are going to be putting out music where it's going to be, you know, the level or you know, to or even to top the score. Like I'm not, I'm not wishing that on them because that's way too much pressure. But yeah. but I think it would be interesting if 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 they somehow become like a beacon of light in in that sense or start to reflect that a little bit, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, that would be interesting with them. I think the other part of it is 
I was saying the last month and a half, you know, um, I feel like Lauren Hill's getting like a little bit of like a mini renaissance, of like the the last little bit, just from reverse so? on. Well, just because reverse on Nas's um, latest album, which uh, to me that mm. album is easily one of the best hip hop albums of this year. Um, yeah, and then you had Kanye sampling her doo wop song, and uh, I forgot what the name of the song is called. I think it's called "Believe What I Say." I I, that I, was I don't know. Dope, the, though. I liked it. Oh, the song was fire. It's, it's, it's probably one of the best songs on the album. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it kind of fire. Yeah, it's easily one of the best songs <laughs> on the album. And then you have you know this happen right. So the span of like mm. forty five days. It's like all of a sudden it's like <laughs> the Lauren Hill aura is kind of like <laughs> hovering over things, you know what I mean? So it's like it's it's interesting, but it, it kind of speaks to what we said before and that, you know, when we did mm-hmm. the, the last podcast of what was that? That was like earlier, I guess earlier this winter with um the 25th yeah. anniversary of the score where like her talent is missed. Like she doesn't know what's anything yeah. and they don't know what's anything as fans, but her impact is felt, especially if she's going to start featuring on people's songs and she's still sharp. Yeah. Like it, it, yeah. it could that that aura may change things a little bit, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think I think it's an yeah. interesting time to see where they're at. I would like to see some females that wrap with clothes on. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, like <laughs> so you must love rhapsody then. <laughs> you must love rhapsody say, then. Yeah, let's, let me see some bars, and I'm I've got some clothes on. I'm not talking about sex right now. No, but that's what awesome. I mean. I, I like, but that's what I mean. I said you, you must love rhapsody then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, because she's fire. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I need more of that though. I can't yeah. be just one person. It can't just be I her. Need more. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just. Be I've her. been saying that for for like years. I said I always, I always find it um, confusing with female artists in a whole because you have a lot of women artists that basically want to be rated on the same level as men, but then they come out half naked. So I'm like. You want to be rated on the same level as men where you're being viewed for your talent, but then you come out where you're putting my mind in a place where I just, all I'm thinking about is sex. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to me, I always said, if I had an artist and I would want her to be, you know, beautiful, you want her to be easy on the eyes, but, 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 but don't come out half naked, come out sexy, fine. And then hit him with your talent and let your beauty, like your beauty should be secondary, hit him with your talent first and then the beauty follows. But I find a lot of a lot of, huh? I would say long term, like short term, it's good for business. You can sell out real quick. Long term, you need to do more than be cute or be half naked. It's not half naked, work. Man. It doesn't work yeah. from from a business standpoint. You could be clothing and then go half naked after. You could do that, but you can't start half naked and that's all you are. That's like, all you are. Never work. I can just that. Who's that girl, Chloe or whatever her name is? This is Chloe Bailey. Oh, yeah. I mean. We talked about her in yeah. that last podcast we, we did together. Yeah. So that she she's doing the hot girl summer right now. And mm. I'm like, uh, I don't feel the same way about her music that I did before. I don't I don't like it. I gotta be honest, man. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't be a prude or anything. I'm not gonna say like, oh, I'm not gonna look at her videos or anything like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like I don't, I don't like you. I was, gonna, I was gonna say you're lying to yourself if you. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're damn right. I'm gonna see your videos. I'm just saying, like, I don't like her music. Like, I, I listened to the song. And I was like, ah, okay, it's another hot girl summer thought it up song. Okay. But but then but then we but Kyo in that last pod, and I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we did kind of call it. Like, we did say like when yeah, yeah, it was around happen. that time when like she was starting to break on an Instagram, and we're like, oh boy, yeah. we've seen this before. 
Yeah. You know, I'm like, uh, you know? It's, it's too much, man. It's too much. Yeah. I mean, I've been to some shows where you actually want to stop the show. You actually want to stop the concert. Say, hold on, hold on. And then put a stripper pole right in the middle of the, of the stage and say, okay, go. What award, you know what I mean? what like, award uh, show was I watching? And that actually happened. I'm not kidding. Is it like, Billboard? I, I think it was it, Billboard. It was, I can't remember who it was, man. It, it just happened. It was Billboard. Yeah, it was, it was something. But I remember I, like my kids were around me, and I was, was watching the show, and they were performing. And then all of a sudden, they walked to the other side of the stage, and the stripping pole came out. I had to like f- run for the mm-hmm. remote and change the channel. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what? What is going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like an old man, but but I was like, wow, like we just we're really that's it, like this is this is where we're going now, like holy smokes. Yeah. But I can't yeah. remember who the artist okay, was. Yeah. I can't remember who the artist was, but she went like literally, like the, like it was almost like an interlude of the show, and she went straight to the stripper pool. There's an award yeah. show. It wasn't like yeah. a concert. That's why like, to me, hit him in the head with your talent, man. Hit him in your head, in the head with yeah. talent. talent. You gotta do both. You can't just be boobs and whatever. Your BBLs. You can't do that. You need both. But I Nobody think long term. That's a short term. But I, but it's funny because that's that's why I think like if if Lauren comes back, like if she's coming back and she's anything like how she was mm-hmm. on the Nas on that Nas song, because I think everybody freaked out because she, you know she came on and she wasn't singing, like she was. This, yeah. this is probably the first time she's rapped in like. You know, like probably like yeah. twenty years on a, on a, on somebody's song, you know. Yeah. So, so, so the fact that you know, like, if, if she can come out doing that, I'm not, you know, it would be a nice reminder of like, you know, how how great things could like could be on this side as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Like just the, just the balancing balancing act of it all, right? Like it's you know, <laughs> you can't have it this way all the time. Like it we need we, we need man. we need at least we need some more rhapsodies. Even if you want to keep this whole side, mm-hmm. it's cool, but just. Have some more rhapsodies in there, you know. Yeah, have some more Lauryn Hills in there, and it's it's okay. Like I, I recognize that at this stage, this may be like an older topic. Truthfully, I don't care. You know, I'm I'm off my mini hiatus, so I'm back hitting the ground running with new episodes now. So I, if I want to touch on some old ones, I'm gonna touch on some old, some old topics. But but with both of you guys being in the music business and with verses now being a part of our lives, if you follow the culture. Um, we've seen this thing with Diddy and Jermaine Dupri as, as a potential battle for this medium. And there's now that infamous live with the two of them and, and Snoop and Fat Joe on Fat Joe's live. Should we really be giving our flowers and, and gifts and frankincense over to uh, Jermaine Dupri? Because <laughs> to me, it, it felt weird watching JD getting clowned in some respects in comparison to Diddy when we all know That's the strength of his catalog. Man. Like, that is outrageous. What, what? What? Why do you guys feel like people, let alone Diddy, are kind of downplaying Jermaine in the verses? I guess I'll start okay, with you. First Chris. of all, oh, go, oh, go, 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 Chris first. Go, Chris first. I will hold both barrels for later. Right? Go ahead. <laughs> I also I need to go with you first. Because <laughs> yeah, because you sound like you okay. want to come out of the box. You keep okay, look, my my thing with Jermaine Dupree is that this guy was writing and producing. The songs, keyboards, drums, everything. Puffy was coming in the studio like, I like that beat. You know, we should just flip this sample. And they're leaving. So, like, these are not the same universe. <laughs> they were remotely close. Mm. But, like, Puffy has more iconic type songs that he's attached to. But, you know, it was a hitman that were producing it. It was D-Dot. It was Chucky Thompson. Like, there's all these other people that did this stuff. Yeah, He was just... He was in the room at the same time. 
Now, I wasn't there, so I can't say how much drum program he did, but it was very little mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to what Jermaine Dupree was doing. Jermaine Dupree was writing and producing whole albums by himself. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Silk Times Leather, TLC, Crisscross. You can go down the list of stuff that he was doing, uh, The Brat, by himself. Mm-hmm. And then Puffy's in a room with like 30 other producers making songs. Like, it, it's not the same thing. I, it bothers me as a producer and somebody who's, I've been in the studio before and I was like, hey, you should change those drums. Like, but I didn't get any credit for it. But I'm like, if Puffy did that for a lot of songs and everybody's like, ah, oh, Puffy is a, is a slam dunk over Jermaine Dupri, it's not even close. The other thing, too, is that when Jermaine Dupri adds in the Mariah Carey stuff, that is a different planet. <laughs> There's a mm-hmm. whole thing. Mariah Carey wasn't going, uh, she did a gold album and she had like, Mariah Carey was doing diamonds back then. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> There's a whole other monster. And and Janet Jackson. Could add both of that stuff together. So, like, uh, for them to be clowning him, to be like, oh, he's not relevant, that's a, that is blasphemy and for the production world. For anybody who's behind the scenes looking at music production, that's blasphemy. And I think. Jermaine Dupree took it personal, and he's a right to. Yeah. Based on what he knows, the work he's done for how long he's done it for, and how many projects he's done it on. That is just ridiculous. And it's interesting because I don't know if you saw that interview where he came on after that live, where he came on and he was like, He was hot. He was like, I'm in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He's like, It's him, Jay Z, and like two other guys. I can't remember who the other guys were, but but he's like, Dude, he was writing raps and singing. Like, yeah. Come on, what are you talking yeah. about here? But but I, I think he said Missy Elliott too. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, Missy Elliott was a, was another one. I think it was like them three and uh, yeah, I think it was those three for sure. I can't remember who the fourth one is now. But it's straight blasphemy. You got TLC. You got the Brat. You have Bow Wow. You uh, have sure. Escape. Sometimes Leather. You have all of these artists that wouldn't be here without him. Usher. Uh, sure. Come but on, people Usher. Forget, people forget. People forget fast though. That's one thing about. About yeah. uh, today, like people forget fast, like mm-hmm. what you did, what you did, like you know, last week. I like, get mm-hmm. forgotten, so it's it's usually the person that that's making the most noise. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the true. that's the person that people remember. So if your marketing that's team true. is a beast, they'll remember you. Like ten years from now, they'll remember you, but they won't remember the guy that's just as talented as you because his marketing team wasn't as loud. That's all it really is. It's not really. Yeah, sure. I find with the average person, it's not so much about talent. It's about whose marketing team can make the most noise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what takes you. That's what takes you to the like the furthest to to the to the regular person like on the street. And that's how I see this. I see this as one marketing team was was stronger. It had a bigger punch than the other marketing team, and that's Absolutely. why. That's Absolutely. why you know people are gonna downplay JD because his marketing team wasn't as loud. That's that's to me that's how I broke all this down when I saw it. Now people it, forget real fast. Now was it a situation where they're they're doing it because one's a CEO of of Bad Boy, the other one's a CEO of So So Deaf? Is it a versus based on the labels or is it a versus based on production? So I guess that's that's the unclear part the of label it. Label thing. Yeah, it's got to be the label thing. If it's a label thing, then yeah, that that's where it gets interesting. If it's a production thing, that because it was that's that's the only thing that's a little unclear. 
that were mm-hmm. like, I don't know if it's if, if they're doing this based on the fact that they're you know they're, they're competing label C like label head versus label head, or is it like yeah, you yeah. know producer versus producer? So that but that's also impact like you got to be like Atlanta would not be what Atlanta is without Jermaine Dupri. Yeah, like, that's just a fact. This guy had a yep. billboard. So welcome to Atlanta. He was there on a the billboard. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's a factor, man. I just feel like, yeah. as far as impact, it's a lot bigger than I, I think that it's not. It's not as clear cut visually as it is because for for Puff, like you just automatically you're like, oh, big Biggie, Mace, you know, like it, it, Mary, you have the lots Mary or whatever. J. Like it, it's more, yeah, Mary J. It's it's more like in your face, whereas mm-hmm. JD's things more behind the scenes. Yeah, but. Jodeci. Cultural impact, yeah, like come on, man. Jodeci, cultural impact, it's you can't say that it wasn't on the same level. New York was a monster in the nineties, yeah. where they weren't. Do you remember when Outcast was on? Was was it um the oh, Source, the Source Awards? Awards? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Yo, the South got something to say," because. People didn't care about what the South was doing. So, and even back then, be in New York. Yeah, that was from the that was from the Players album, right? That's the yeah. first album. Yep. And even then, it was everything's because New York is the focal point of the music industry. Right. So, mm-hmm. do what Jermaine Dupri did in Atlanta, down south, when all of the focus is all of New York, is even more incredible. You really think oh, yeah. about it. I don't know. Like, I, it, it's not, it's not a glamorous type back and forth between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But a, as far as songs and hits, like Jermaine Dupree's got records. Man, I was looking through the Wikipedia, and I was like, "Oh damn, I forgot it. he's on that. Oh, he's on that album. Oh, he's executive produced this album." Oh yeah, like it's like, like I I think I think honestly I I always thought it would be a great versus. Like from one from one they're going back mm-hmm. and forth. I'm like. They people shouldn't be clowning him like this because I'm like this. This, no. this, would act, this would actually be a hell of a battle. This would actually it be a not battle. clear cut. It's no, not as clear not, cut not, as people not think at it all. is. I think it would actually be a great battle. I really do, especially when you combine the, the hip hop and the R and B elements of it. I'm like it would be a great battle because, as you said, you mentioned, you know, um, like the Mariah and the uh, and the Ushers and the TLCs, and then on the other end, he's got you know like Total and. Faith Evans yeah. and 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 Jodeci and and Mary mm-hmm. J that that has his name attached to it. So it would be like it would be a great battle. It would be a great battle. Like and then yeah. you know like especially with all the stuff that came out of So So Deaf and you know all the remixes for all these different R and B artists. Like it, yeah, this guy was on nah, every remix. People appreciate it. Jermaine Dupree was on every remix alongside Puff. But going back to the Dupree part, because what do you what are your thoughts on like why he's not getting his flowers? Well, I think for for Jermaine that Puffy was more in the forefront with this stuff. I mean, he started doing that later on because that was Puffy was it was like it was like um, Biggie and Puff. It wasn't just Biggie by himself doing his thing. Right. Like it was more of because uh, you know even the Death Row was calling him for it because he was in everything. He's just He's around everything. You, you, you could kind of... It, it, everything's like a duet. If Puff was involved, it was a duet. But, like, so for Jermaine, like, Jermaine would do the song, and it would be a remix on uh, whatever, but 
it wasn't like the main part of the song. So I think that's if you do executive production and stuff is behind the scenes, or whatever, you're not really going to get noticed as much. So I think that was the factor for him. But it wasn't because of, you know, he didn't have diamond albums or anything like that. That wasn't the case at all. Yeah. Definitely, he's, yeah. he's got records and he's got plaques as many plaques as Puff does. Yeah. But, so. you know, at the, like what you're saying, I, I agree a hundred percent. And Puffy basically was a marketing machine. Mm-hmm. When Puffy came out, yeah. Puffy basically came out to, you're going to remember my name. You know, you know what Puffy is? This is a great example of who Puffy is. Puffy is uh, Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I want you to remember my, my product, but I yeah. want you to also remember me on the same level. Mm-hmm. So you're going to remember the Dallas Cowboys, but you're going to remember Jerry Jones. That's how I saw Puff. Puff is, mm. Puff is basically like, you're going you're gonna to know my product. It's a good analogy. But 20, 30 years from now. You're gonna know. You're gonna know who who Sean Combs is at the same time. So because he was a marketing machine in the Big Apple, I mean, it's a no-brainer. That's hard to compete with, you know, if you're a producer in the South, because you're not just dealing with a guy that's 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 putting out who has his hands attached to great music, but you're also um, competing with a guy who came who came out to make sure you did not forget his name. And I think that's what separates both of them. It's that Jermaine Dupree came out to put out material, but also he might have been out there also to push his name, but not like the way Puff came, the level Puff came out. Not it's a whole different level in yeah. the Big Apple. And, and, the funny, you know what I mean? and the funny thing is, if you ever watch that live with, because uh, I think it's still on Fat Joe's, um, I'm pretty sure he kept mm-hmm. it up on his Instagram, but like if, we, if you ever watch that live or, or watch the replay of it, like the way Puffy dominated that that live, you know, for the time that he was on it, it's like it, yeah, it, it speaks exactly to what you're talking, what you guys are talking about, right? Because Jermaine's way more low key than Puff was. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. still, and a lot That's of ways still is, right? Yeah, his personality is, though. Like Puffy's personality is like is legendary, right? Like that's what he mm-hmm. was known for. It's legendary. So yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. So like you just just even on that live, it's like it, you could just see the example, you know. You can see the boisterous, you know, like swaggering New York personality just dominate. Literally, it literally dominated the verse like that. That live, I mean, you know, yeah, you know, love me or hate me, you're gonna remember me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That's the philosophy. I don't. I don't care whether you love me or hate me, but one thing for sure, you're gonna remember me. It's it's why it's why I can't totally knock him. I can't totally knock him. I mean, it works. You can't. And I mean, he, he built his brand off of that. You, I mean, you, you, we will remember him. It's like the Kanye thing. Like, we will remember him. You know, when I think of, when I think of like Jermaine Dupri, like obviously, you know, we, it's, it has nothing to do with his height because he landed Janet Jackson. So that's his non-starter. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that's a touchdown. So if you ever if you ever could yeah. ball, that's a touchdown right there, man. Yep. That's two touchdowns. That's two touchdowns. <laughs> but I, I, honestly, even though you know I, he had a high profile, like I think I think a large part of it is because he's you know to touch on what you guys are saying is because he stayed in his lane. You mm-hmm. know, like he like yeah. he came he came into the game as a dancer with, with Houdini, right? He came in as a dancer. Yeah, I with think Houdini. it was Houdini. You know, and then, you know, he ended up being a music producer. Then he became a CEO to his own label and a mogul in a music business. You know, mm-hmm. his catalog matches anybody, like literally anybody. It can match anybody. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the the thing with him, though, where, where it, doesn't, it doesn't even hurt him because this is even a knock on him. But like 
he didn't branch out to do other things to keep his name as relevant as the others. You know what I mean? Like well, he, he knows he knows exactly he, who he is. He focused mostly on R and B though. Mm. And I think that was the factor for, for Jermaine on his part. He mostly did R and B. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Puff, he was doing everything. He's trying to get in a rock, whatever. Like, whatever he can get his name on, he's doing it. But I, I, don't, but I, don't, even, I don't even mean, like, I don't even mean musically. That's a good point, though. But I don't mean just musically. Like, to me, like, no. he didn't branch off into other genres. JD didn't, you know, when you look at Puffy, for example, just to keep it just between the two of them, like, yeah. when Puffy branched out, like, he didn't just branch out musically. Like, he branched out for everything. Right. Yeah, so like, he became he yeah. became a big star in those fields. You know what I'm saying? Like J D never he never got into fashion or sneakers. He didn't sell alcohol. He didn't you know he didn't sell studio equipment or sell headphones. <laughs> he didn't become an actor, you know what I mean? He wasn't on a reality yeah. show. The most that yeah. he did, the most that he did was become like a DJ in Vegas for a little while, like a resident DJ at one point. But that that's it as far as I know. You know, but he yeah. stayed. He stayed in his musical lane. He was only about crafting music. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like he, like those guys. To me, and it's right. Just, just to reiterate the point. Like when you look, go back to that live. Where mm-hmm. where was he? Where was he in the live? Where was he located in the live? He was in the studio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, interesting. Yeah. He was in the studio. So that, that's what I mean. Like he stays like just kind of like looking at this situation now, like, you know, objectively, like he, he stayed, he literally stayed in his lane. You know, he's, he's the little, mm-hmm. like l- the, literally the metaphor of that, like he stayed in his lane. <laughs> he stayed yeah. in his lane. He stayed in what, okay. what he knows. He's great at this. I'm not going to be these things. I'm not going to direct movies. I'm not going to do all this other stuff. I'm doing this. You know, this, Let me this ask you something. Do you think he could have gone outside and do something else? I think so. Would he, would he would have been successful? I don't know. That's the question. That's a million dollar question. But I think he. I mean, everybody else branched out and did the, did other things. He probably could have. He probably yeah. could have. Where it would have taken him, I don't know, right? But like, he, he definitely could have made the attempt. Because I mean, Lord yeah. knows the yeah. amount of like top rappers and entertain or like singers that became you know um, became big in movies or reality TV show star or became a podcast star or you know what I mean like. Whatever it is, like well, so. Go ahead. Well, for him to be, for him to do what he was able to do, I would say yes, he could have branched off anywhere he wanted to. Because when you're on that level, on the level that that he is at, it all comes down to now your team. So if if you want to go down a certain in a certain arena, but it doesn't fit you, you could get a team that can make it fit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So with his with the level that he's on, it, it comes down to really a team. Like you've seen guys that that may not have been a sex symbol, and when the team was done with them, women loved them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because once you're already on a certain level, then it all it all comes down to what team you put together. You know what I mean? And I think he could he could have gone into to a lot of arenas. I just feel like he was just comfortable where he was. You know, he wasn't trying to be 10 places. He was okay being like, you know, like four or five. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, he didn't really branch outside of Atlanta, though. He's he's just running Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was just cool stayed down that. there. Yeah. And he was cool with that. Whereas, whereas Puff's in L.A., he's in New York, he's in, in Paris. Miami. He's all over the place. He's, he's doing stuff. Yep. I was in Atlanta for a, a Falcons game, like back in the days. And this dude was walking the sideline like he was about to go into the game. 
that's when I realized the power this guy has. I was like, yo, dude, yeah, actually, dude. I was like, what the hell? He was just strolling like, like it was, like it was nothing. Like, yeah, Atlanta, you know? he's the man. Atlanta. Oh yeah. yeah There's no question. Oh, yeah. I was getting ready for them to, you know, to kick off or something to <laughs> put them on the field. And, <laughs> like shit. You know, it's, like, it's like, it's like, um, like, uh, Drake up here for the Raptors. That's what he's like down there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 100%. He kind of he he was one of the first people to be major from Atlanta, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like from the nineties before anybody else. Well, one, so, one thing, yeah, one, one, one thing's for sure though. If they ever do decide to do this, they can't do it in New York and they can't do it in Atlanta. <laughs> Yeah, that won't be fair. Yeah, it won't they be fair. Go Miami or California or something. Yeah, it has to be either Miami or LA. Either either one of those two, and that's yeah, it. it can't, it it can't, can't be nowhere it else. It can't be. Yeah, that's true. It can't be nowhere I don't else. think JD has the love that like Puff would have in Georgia, where he would have in New York. I don't think it's like, I don't think people in New York appreciate him like that. I'll put it like that. No, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, I he, can't, he can't do it in New York. Like, if he did it in New York, I'm like, I would, like, if somebody in this team would be like, no, dude, don't don't agree to that. <laughs> like, either L.A., either L.A., honestly, it has to be either L.A. or Miami. Because both, mm-hmm. because both of those, both of those guys, they're, they're, what they're going to come with is be so mega. There's only really, like, Really, really, and truly, there's only three cities that would be able to, to you know, like those hub cities in, in America that would be able to support it, especially with all yeah. those artists and stuff. Would be Miami, LA, or New York, right? But you can't do New York because mm-hmm. Puffy's from there, and no, it just, it just would not. That, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that would, that's it would be a landslide. Yeah, it, it totally yeah, Atlanta, land. it wouldn't, it wouldn't even be close. It, it wouldn't be fair. No, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be fair there either. You know what I mean? Especially when you start bringing out, like, especially if we're gonna do like. The label thing, uh-huh. you start bringing out like Bone Crusher Mike. I ain't never scared. Yeah, like, no, 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 you can't. That's not a no, 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 no. You, you can't. Like if I was Puffy, I would be like, no, no, no. We're not. We're not doing that in Atlanta. Yeah. And I, and I guys bring out Usher and Janet. Like you don't want there. Right? No, no. If you're gonna, you, 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 you can bring them out, but let's bring them out in a neutral site. <laughs> it, it can't. It mm-hmm. cannot be. It cannot be those two cities. Those are like excommunicated off the list. Um, yeah, Miami would be nice. Yeah, of course you'd say that, but uh, <laughs> but you know what's funny? Like here, here's another reason why I feel like Diddy's kind of trying to play him a little bit, and mm-hmm. and I think I don't know. It's kind of led to what I was saying earlier, and maybe this is my theory. Maybe I'm thinking of it too deeply, but like I don't think when he's thinking about it, I don't think he thinks that they're on the same level, and I, and I don't mean musically. I you know yeah no I, I agree yeah I, I think Puffy. <laughs> Puffy's like a, he's damn near a billionaire at this point. He's his own economy, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think the reason why he's calling out people like Dre, like Dr. Dre, is because they're both on the same level when it comes to being both a music mogul, but a major business mogul as well. Yeah. Like, both of those guys are as major away from music as they are in it. And it's no disrespect Mm -hmm. at all to JD at all, at all, at all. But, like, I think to me that's how it's perceived because – you know, because they're they're so mega. Like I think that's why he, that's why he's kind of like calling out the bigger guys. You know, well, it's I mean? the thing though. I think there needs to be parameters for this the show. It has to be. Oh, we're just going to do production, or we're just going to do songs that we actually wrote on, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It cannot be. 
like turn to a spectacle about who's more famous. Because JD will lose that all day. That's not even be close. Right. Mm-hmm. It has to be just on. This is the albums that I actually worked on, and this is the stuff that I actually did. Mm-hmm. That's the only way this works. Otherwise, JD's not in the same caliber. He would have to go to a Dre, or I mean, who else can he go with? Kanye? Like, who else is on that level? Yeah, it's fame. Yeah, that that also produces. It's true. Yeah. The, the only other thing I can think of is maybe maybe the Neptunes, but the Neptunes is two guys, not one, right? So yeah, but that was yeah, it's true too. But but again, I think just and and I think the Neptunes just because of their their persona away from you know behind, being behind the boards, right? They kind of especially Pharrell. Mm-hmm. Pharrell's more on that flashy side. Chad Hugo was like the yeah. the behind. Yeah, the Chad's on the show. Yeah, he's just Jermaine Dupree. Yeah, <laughs> well, probably even quieter because you never, you never even see him, right? Like you, you, you barely mm-hmm. even see him. But like, I think this is money not... isn't quiet though. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not even a little bit. Not that's even, true. Not even a little bit. But that's that's the thing. Like that's to me, that's just how it's perceived. Like you know, I like I said, mm-hmm. I think it'll be a great, it'll be a great battle for both artists and just. I'm just thinking of like the assortment of stars they can literally choose from, you know, to support each other on 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 stage. I just, man, it, it would, man, it would, it would be crazy. Don't get me wrong, you know, if Diddy and Dre was to do it, and, and you know, from from what you hear, Dr. Dre has no interest in doing doing a versus. Which, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, if you're you know worth over a billion dollars, and you know, like I I get it. I don't know if he wants to necessarily do it either, but. Maybe like who's gonna who's on Dre's level to do versus? No, I don't think anybody. I think I think he's kind of like I think it's one of those. I don't know if you guys remember there was a versus where it's just D'Angelo and he's just doing his stuff. I think that's yeah. What it, would, that would, it would have to be by himself. Yeah, he has to do it by and himself and make it a concert. Yeah, and just invite people over. Because because I, I, I ironically the funny thing is ironically because I always this is my personal like opinion but. I always thought oh. the three greatest DJ, three not DJs, but three greatest producers to me that were like on, and I don't rank them, but they're just on this level, like the like the the A one pantheon level was was Dr. Dre, Timbaland, and DJ Premier. Oh. I think those three guys, especially for like you know the generation that you know I'm coming from, those three to me by far are on like on, a, on another plane by themselves. You know what I mean? Like you know the the Rizzas, the Kanyes, and stuff are like. They're amazing. Yeah. I'm not knocking any of them, but just th- those are personally my three favorites. So if if Doctor J mm-hmm. was to do it with anybody, it would be like a Timbaland, you know what I mean? Or yeah, more, the, that would probably t- be the only one. Timbaland's more his, his speed than Swizz's, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, but but the but, only, only person I would add in there is DJ Quick because he doesn't get no shine. Yeah, true. that guy is super talented. True. And he's, yeah. he's got the pop records too, so it's not like he just has his albums. True, but like, like I said, I think, but I think that Diddy and like if they were, to, I think they should do it. Like I think Diddy should do it. Uh-huh. Honestly, I agree with Jermaine Dupree. I think, I think it would be great. Keo was is saying there should be parameters on it. Maybe there, maybe it has to be because I know that's one, of the, one of the things that uh, Jermaine Dupree said too. Or Jermaine said too, where he was like, you know, the st- the stuff with Junior Mafia, that's not bad boy. So you can't it's count not. those. Like if we're gonna do the label you... thing, he's like, you cannot count. Like, like that stuff is like, yeah, you know, get money, you know, play his anthem, all that stuff is mm-hmm. legendary. But that wasn't him. 
Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that Puck wasn't there for, though. Yeah. But but, but, not, but, not, but not but not even the fact that he wasn't there in the studio like he, that wasn't him that was you know that yeah it wasn't attached it to wasn't his even his song yeah like I mean, little Kim I, stuff that wasn't that wasn't him either yeah it was, doesn't count him either yeah you're right, right. So that's, but he would though because he was there <laughs> so that's the thing like his the parameters need to be I made I did something in the creation of this song right that's what the parameters need to be not executive produce. Because then Jermaine can pull out the Mariah Carey stuff and all the other stuff, and then they got you're going into a different realm there. Yeah. So it has to be strictly. This is the songs that I helped create in the studio, and that's it. Nothing mm. else. Maybe um, Puffy is is being a fox, being that he's a being that he's a marketing mm. genius. Maybe all this is part of the plan. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe get JD all riled up, cause a little, you know, friction on the like out in social media. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe this is playing out exactly how he wants it to. Because I think it would be great. I think it would. It would probably be the the most popular one to be honest with you. Like right off the mm. just just because of the the catalog, and and mm. and the the personality of Diddy alone. I think it would be and just. Cause I can think, you know, cause now they, what they do now is they'll cut little commercials and little, you know, Instagram reels and those type of things for, to lead up to like these battles, you know, or these verses. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I can't imagine, <laughs> I can't imagine what that would be like for, for the lead up to going up to that alone. You know what I mean? Like, I think the lead up just for that alone would be crazy. Yeah. You know, just the, fla- oh, the sure. flossiness and just the, oh, that, <laughs> that, I think, I think oh, just he, that alone. He, he that up. Oh, that's going to be insane. Just mm-hmm. honestly, I would want it just for that alone. Actually, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I won't lie. Like, just the lead up, just the lead up commercial reels alone would be like, yo, it's just this is worth watching already. Mm-hmm. Now, um, with the concept of verses, seeing how it's kind of mushroomed to where it's at now, do you guys think that verses has a ceiling, or do you think that it could only get bigger from here? I I think it I, it can only get bigger. I think it still has as long as you have all that talent that's been produced in the last like twenty years also or more. Yeah. You always have room for growth because they haven't they haven't picked everybody out of the bucket just yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it, it definitely still has it still has room um, for growth and also what um, D'Angelo did. That's a great interlude. So when you're having problems trying to pick up which person would be perfect with the, you know, to battle the next person. Then you throw in um, somebody to do a little interlude solo. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think what they did, what they did with D'Angelo, I think that was great. You know, every now and then give us something like that. Give us a, a, a mini concert, you know, and that keeps, it keeps the blood flowing, keeps the energy flowing, you know, so it doesn't always have to be uh, a battle. Like, yeah, that's what, that's what we want to see. We want to see a friendly, Friendly battle, friendly competition, but every now and then, give us a D'Angelo type show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that'd be interesting. I'm, I mean, there's there's so many still like on the shelf. We still haven't seen a Mary. You know, mm-hmm. we still, there's so many people we we still haven't seen. You know, like there's a lot of room for for this thing. A lot of room. I just I just feel like with the verses, when are they going to do a Caribbean one again? Like I, I didn't think it would take this long after, you know, Bounty and Beanie. I thought by now we would see At least somebody one. else. Yeah. 
you know, like somebody else by now. Give me two soca artists. Give me two two more dancehall artists. There's still Sean Paul. You know what I mean? There's still so many people out. Elephant Man. There's still so many people out there still. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of... They got to go Caribbean again or, or Latin or something. They got to they gotta branch off between R&B. Sean they Paul and Elephant Man school. would be nice, though. Yeah. Yeah, that energy. Yeah, what? That would be nice. I ain't gonna lie. That energy. Uh, you know, and if you could go Caribbean, like like we said before, if you would have put like Marshall and uh and, and and you know Bungie. Yeah. I think uh-huh. same thing. I think the whole of the Caribbean is plugging in. Oh, of course. Absolutely. So sure. This thing has a lot of room. What's the thing though? They haven't tapped any Latin music. Like you got Jay Balvin and these guys, these guys are huge. That's true. Shakira, they got crazy artists that are huge around the world. They haven't even touched mm-hmm. it. Uh, you, you know, people laugh about Pitbull, but if Pitbull did a versus with somebody, I'd be insane too. Yeah, I mean, like it, it, it can grow. There's room to grow for it's, sure. It's, but being, you know, being down here in Miami, Theo, trust mm-hmm. me, if they were to do a Latin reggaeton oh, one, are what? you kidding me? <laughs> what? Yeah. That would shut be down huge. Miami. You, it, would shut, it literally would shut down Miami. Mm-hmm. It would be huge. <laughs> I'm talking like a, a country would be watching this thing. They did that. Oh, yeah. Or countries. Yeah. Countries. <laughs> yeah. Would be watching it. Maybe Brazil versus Colombia or something like that. Like, come on. I mean, think about it. They haven't even touched house. Yeah. Imagine oh, two house producers. Oh, my you know? God. That's the other thing. They haven't gone there. There's, they're Vega, they're in the infancy so of this thing. Yeah, Louis Vega against like, like Calvin who, Harris somebody, or somebody. Like, like yeah, like like there's some legendary guys, you know, Kenny Dope. Like there's mm-hmm. there's certain people that they could throw, you know, mm-hmm. masters at work. Could you imagine? Like there's so much people like from back in the days, like housewives what's, and what's like, the, they they haven't been touched. What's the guy like or like a Jamiroqua, Jamiroqua versus yeah. like a what's the guy's name? Armin Armin Van something. What's the name again? Urin. Yeah, can you, can you imagine? Ooh, Lord. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, this is the thing. Like you're bringing in other industries and other genres of fans. That's a powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. It, a, I mean, they have a following like that. That's like insane. You know, so maybe they might be going too slow if they add all these other groups. You could do verses like two verses a week. Then, yeah. if he's going that far, because you're right now they're just doing '90s rap and hip hop. That's literally where they are right now. They're just they're just, they're that just hitting that section, yeah, and a little bit of seventies stuff because they did the cool, uh, cool in the gang, and um, Izzy Brothers. But like, you mean um, Earth Wind and Fire? I mean, oh, Earth, yeah, Earth Wind and Fire. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, like that's just that's the tip of the iceberg right really there. Is. Like to to me yeah. to me that the I would. Like the ceiling to me blew off. Like I thought, I, I don't actually. I never really thought there was a ceiling to it. To be honest with you, just because of what you guys are saying. But mm-hmm. I think to me, if there was a potential of there being a ceiling, it blew off the house to me three times. To me, when mm-hmm. when Beanie and Bouncy happened, when when yeah. Earth Wind and Fire and the Ozzy Brothers happened, and recently with the Locks and Dipset, like yeah, the Locks show was crazy. The the Locks and Dipset because like. That one was, I think that was surprisingly crazy. I don't think we expected it to be as great as it was. Like, like uh-huh. usually me and the wife usually watch, watch them. We watched the majority of them uh, together. But even she was like, the way it started off 
and they were cursing each other on stage. And then she was like, yo, I'm out of here. I'm not watching this. And I remember the next one. She's like, yo, how was it? I'm like, yo, that that was amazing. Oh, my God. Like, if you're a hip hop head, that was that was like a that was a moment. That wasn't mm-hmm. even a versus. That was a moment. That mm-hmm. was a moment. And, you know, like to me, from watching those three things, it's like it, it made them culturally relevant now while it's still kind of like blessing the history of, of, of it all, too, in terms of the artists. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, thing too, they're friends. They all know each oh, other. Right, it wasn't like absolutely. it wasn't like a personal thing. They're going to fight each other outside. Like, they, they, they know each other. No, it's it's it's, 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 all, still fun. it's all love. It's all love. But like you think about yeah. it, right? Like. We so we spoke about this. At, I think specifically, actually, no. I think we, the three of us spoke about this. Like, just the concept of it reaching like a concert level, like last year. Mm-hmm. We're like we're saying this last year, and now mm-hmm. in the way things are opening up in America, it's it's already happening. But yeah, you, you're seeing like I don't think there's a ceiling on it because just the, the depths of where you can take it is so fast. You know. Yeah. No, I was saying I was like they need to get into DJs. They need to get into uh, like other genres. They need to go there. Yeah. Cause this is wasted potential right now. They can pump out at least once, at least maybe like at least twice a month, at least, at least. Yeah. If they want to do it the way they want to do it, you know. And, and and like I said again, it's you know they're they're watching a you're kind of watching like a company and a brand being built in real time. So the fact that like mm-hmm. we saw something built from the pandemic and it's and it's like at this stage now <laughs> where it's like it's turning into a concert now, you know. And mm-hmm. and it's to the point like look like. Anybody that's on it, you basically become, especially it, it, like the importance of where music is now with streaming. Because, for example, like the Earth, Wind, and Fire and Ozzy Brothers one, that shut everything down. It, just because, you know, even mm-hmm. for people who didn't know their history, like the younger generation, it made you respect the history, and and it, and that's and, and they really paid their proper respects to those two groups, right? Yeah. And then plus the way you know. There's a versus effect, kind of like an Oprah effect, and it has oh, that, yeah. and it, it has that streaming goes stre- the roof. exactly, exactly. Streaming goes to every artist; they they get hundreds of thousands of streams instantly, just exactly. because of the being doing the show. It, they said it's they said it's at least like a two hundred percent markup. Yeah, and that's, it's that's amazing and amazing. But but especially though, especially for some of these older artists, mm-hmm. that is so huge because it reinvents mm-hmm. them. You know what I mean? Like even. Even if, it, especially when it's done well, it re it totally reinvents them. Even mm-hmm. honestly, even if it doesn't do well, because like you know at the very beginning of this, like <laughs> um, you know I like to say like Teddy Riley sacrificed sacrificed <laughs> sacrificed himself so that so that the rest of the verses could live, right? But <laughs> but like but it, even his profile spiked afterwards. Even even with all mm-hmm. the mess ups too, it, it, that it became mm-hmm. a meme worthy thing, and his profile is like went through the roof after that too even with mm-hmm. the mistakes right so it's like you're seeing yeah. it like like somebody like jada kiss is like a in the last month and a half is like a superstar yeah he put him on the kanye album because of the verses <laughs> so true. that's true kanye went to the st- he went to the stadium to record the thing with the locks because of the verses that happened <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. So you can't say there's no impact on this thing. Like it has an impact, clearly. Like I would say, weeks after that, that verses, mm-hmm. all I kept, all I kept saying is, 
What are you talking about? What's going on here? We outside. We outside. Come see me. We outside. I was like, yo, this is jokes, man. Yeah, no, no. Yo, he made that whole thing, man. He, mm-hmm. he, he flattened that. But you know what's funny? I didn't expect it to be as mega as it was. But going in, I remember I was like, well, I don't know who's going to be there to, to challenge Jada, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, I was yeah. like, I don't. Did I think he would tear it down the way he did? No. But I, at the same time, I was like, there's nobody on that stage that's going to be able to, to you know, challenge Jada. I remember my my son called me and he said, Dad, I get it now. He stopped. <laughs> he thought he said he said I always remember you always talking about Jada, Jada. You know. For, for years when I was growing up, he goes, tonight, I get it. And I was like, ah, there you go. <laughs> That's what this does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what this does. It makes people that you were talking about, like, like now, some people get it. Like, you know, my son. You can appreciate, you can appreciate what we were living through. We could, exactly. Like, exactly. People exactly. just hear the songs, but they don't know what was going on culturally, why it made these songs so big. But you, but, mm-hmm. you, but you know That's what? Exactly. But you know what though? But for something like that though, right? Like, because you're hearing like mm-hmm. in New, you're hearing room like not in rumors, but I've I forgot where I heard this. They're saying like in New York City, like younger generation, like you hear in cars, all they're blasting right now is the locks, right? Yeah, <laughs> which is like which is crazy <laughs> to think of, right? But wow. but I but I think a huge part of it though is again how things are opening up now. The the the, the concept of doing it like a concert. Watching that versus like that specifically that one, y- uh-huh. you felt the energy like that was honestly that was one of the first verses where I was like, yo, I wish I was there. COVID yeah. be damned, I wish I was there. Like honestly, like that's how I felt like because you felt that energy just surging through your TV screen, you uh-huh. know what I mean, or, or through uh-huh. your phone. Like every every time the locks went on and and started doing a song, like the you felt like the crowd was shaking the arena. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was crazy. So I'm, so I'm like, so when, so when the younger generation, are like you know, like my nephew, for example, now is, is watching that versus with that crowd hearing the same thing we're hearing. He's like, oh man, okay, and this guy's mm-hmm. fire. Like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> now, now it makes mm-hmm. total sense. Yeah. Now it, it doesn't sound like a folk. It doesn't sound like a folk tale anymore, right? Yeah, yeah but that I mean, thing was lopsided to begin with, though. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the crowd, the crowd. What you said, Calvin. The crowd was so hyped that isn't that in that um, Jim Joe. Like um, I remember, he tried to join them, didn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they <it> go. <laughs> <laughs> that did not go well. Uh, <laughs> when I saw that the next day, I was like, "How did I miss that? Like I didn't see that." Mm-hmm. Dude walked right off the, right stage, off the stage. I don't know. I don't know how he survived that. <laughs> That was like, oh, oh no, we're losing. I give up. That's just... <laughs> that was it was not at the same the level, fight. man. It was not the same level. But but you think I'm yeah. sorry. But you but you think about it. Like even like look at Fat Joe. Fat Joe mm-hmm. kind of got. I mean, don't get me wrong. The lives and all that stuff kind of reinvented Fat Joe. It did. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, oh, for sure. But but I think th- his breakdown of that versus. It, and honestly, it it's it, it almost put him into another stratosphere, which is funny to say, but like mm-hmm. that thing. I mean, the probably the um, the meme or the quote of the year right now is what is it? Yesterday's price is not today's price. 
How much time are you yeah. hearing <laughs> say that all over the internet now? And that was all because of him going to that uh, that particular verses and talking about it the next day. Mm-hmm. Like I implore, like honestly, like that was probably one of the best breakdowns I've I've seen of that because honestly, he painted the picture like a movie. He's a great storyteller. He's a great storyteller. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. He's a great storyteller. Absolutely. Like in any interview he does, it's like I love watching Fat Joe interviews because like he he paints the picture of all these stories so well. But that mm-hmm. one is like it actually. Who would think like you breaking down the verses would set you up even further? You know what I mean, like. <laughs> So it's like, and then he ended up doing his own verses afterwards. Mm-hmm. I feel like part of it was because that verses kind of launched them all over social media. Yeah, because like people were talking about it because of how he set it up. Yeah. If he had never done that, it wouldn't have been the same thing. Because I, Fat Joe was underrated because people appreciate how long he's been rapping. He came out ninety yeah, yeah. something, 90, like, yeah, I was like ninety two, ninety three. It's almost yeah. 30 years. And he was strictly underground, underground, and then he branched off, and then he he got with Big Pun. Like he's he's had like three different careers here, <laughs> it's so and then he got Khaled. So no four. Yeah, he did the underground, did the thing with Puff, then he got the with the Big Pun, and then he's over with um with Lil Wayne and yeah, Khaled. And Khaled. So it's basically four careers. Well, five now because <laughs> now he's got his. His live yeah, he's got his, like a podcast thing too. He's got his own show on on, mm. on Revolt. So yeah, so it's almost five lives he has now. Yeah, but all but and all, he's got. Sorry, go ahead. No, I saying he's got records too. That's a, I the one thing I like about verses is that people don't appreciate the catalog until they hear it this way. Yeah. A lot of people write a lot of artists off, like oh, you don't have any songs over, but like. like Ja Rule's got records, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people, people like well, fifty, yeah. like you know, fifty knocked him off, but before fifty, Ja Rule ran the radio by himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what you're saying is so true because where I first got caught with that was mm-hmm. when Primo was was a uh, was was uh, challenging uh, RZA. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, yo, I I love. Like, Primo's my guy. Like, hands down, like, when it comes to hip-hop, like, that's my guy. So I was like, yeah, I like RZA, but, you know, Primo's my guy. And halfway through that show, I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, like, it was almost like Primo. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't even think about relaxing. This guy's right on you, like, right on your shoulder. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And he reminded me of certain songs, like, I forgot he did, and then he played Mm -hmm. some stuff I didn't even know he did. I was like, wait, that was RZA? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what makes a show like this great. You don't, you don't. I, I shouldn't say you don't respect their catalog. You forget about their catalog. Yeah, yeah. You know, too but much music. Like, yeah, it's too much music, especially in this MP3 world now. Yeah, and you forget about it, and you, this makes you because, like I said, that was the first time I I experienced that. Where RZA, mm-hmm. when that show was over, I had it's like I was like, shit, I forgot RZA was like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had them on two different levels, and it was done. Um, not so much. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you pre- I think that you definitely start to appreciate these people a lot more for their contributions, especially people who had, you know, who who've been in the music business for a minute. You mm-hmm. start to appreciate, like, oh wait, these guys have had a long career, and they've had a really good impact on it too. Yeah, which confirms um, the goal of these of this uh, versus they mm-hmm. accomplish their goal. 
So that's yeah. exactly what the, what it was, right? Give them their their you know roses. their their uh, flowers while they're here. I think it. I think this is perfect. Yeah. Now, do you, you know what I mean? Do you think they should also convert verses to introduce new acts and no. you know bring in a new artist or just no. leave it? No, to... I don't. I don't think so. I think I I would rather than keep it as it is, as a way of a way of just giving these artists their their you know their flowers while they're here. I think it's a beautiful thing because you know somebody like you, Kyo, who's been in a, like who's done a lot of studio work. I, I've said this before on I think on our other podcast. Like I respect producers because I've been involved with a record label before. Mm-hmm. I've been in a studio before, and the reason why I, I respect producers is my problem was I was more a DJ because I couldn't, I wasn't disciplined enough to to log in both hours. And the, yeah. the hours that producers log in, that wasn't me. After maybe like four, five hours, I was like, yo, <laughs> I need to go do something else, man. I'm out of here. Like, where's the exit? Yeah. You know what I mean? When guys would be in there like 12 hours, all kind of 16 hours, that's not crisp. Like, give me a good, I'm in there for a solid four, maybe five. <laughs> After that, my brain is checking out. I need to go do something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I give producers mad props. So things like this, now, I love it because these guys need these flowers because sometimes we, we get the music, but we don't understand the work that came with those three minutes. This song that we're digging, we don't understand the work that, that was put into this. So yeah, yeah. When, you, when, you do, when you see a show like this, people now start understanding, oh, shit, like these guys logged in some, some, some hours, like they left a footprint. Mm-hmm. You know, so to me, I would rather them keep it the way it is. Let's honor the people that 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 put in the the, the hours and the miles. You know, and find another way to spotlight the the up and coming. You know what I mean? Well, this is unique. Is this the only thing I think of right now? This is focusing on the people from the past. Yeah, there isn't Instead another form of like yeah. renew. Yeah. yeah, there isn't another form like it when you think about it that way, especially for yeah. black artists. Because yeah, honestly, let's be real. Like, listen, as much as I love the the beanie bounty one, and I think I think I still think to this day is the most important verses that they had. I, I, oh, I really, for sure. I, but 100%. my my favorite one, honestly, I, I could even even with the locks and dipset one, my favorite one is the the Isley Brothers one, because mm-hmm. that was like that touched my childhood, man. Like that touched like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that touched my childhood for me. And even though I didn't grow up in that era, but like, you know, growing up as a kid, that's all you yeah, know, you're, that's all the to stuff it. you heard that all the time, right? And yeah, yeah. but but think about it. Where else would you have gotten to see either the Isley brothers or Earthwood and Fire on a on a platform anywhere if it wasn't mm-hmm. for that? You wouldn't have heard them again, other than other than you just, you know, playing your, your songs on whatever streaming service you have for them, right? Or or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like you wouldn't have you wouldn't have seen them in concert. At this stage, yeah. you know what I mean. Like you wouldn't have seen them mm-hmm. do a three, and then and that that verse was like three and a half hours. You you would you would yeah, have not cool, seen, you, would, you would have not seen that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean. That's so true. It's super it's important. True. It's super. I think it's super important for guys like them, like to see them get their. And don't get me wrong. It's not like they didn't get their flowers. We know how legendary they are. But for them to receive mm-hmm. it in this way, like. You had people on on Twitter. I remember just talking about how they wanted to. <laughs> they still want to give it to Ronald Isley, eighty, 80 years old. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like it became like such a trending topic. But like 
if, mm-hmm. even even forget all the social media stuff just the fact that they got that platform to perform the way they got to perform you would have never seen that anywhere else you know what i mean yeah. so, so that alone was like it that was like a like i'm i'm still a fan of versus because of things like that like cuz cuz really and truly it only takes like it only takes like one pairing for you to get right back in the loop again you know, so mm-hmm. I know some yeah. people that are like, ah, I don't really want to watch Versus. Then when they heard like the locks and dips, they're like, okay. And then halfway through, they're like, oh my god, like I'm, I'm so glad I watched this. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's, I think it's important for especially like the ones that aren't like making albums and all that stuff or making music the same way anymore. Like it's, it's super. This thing is super relevant. Like I think if you, if you get a call for Versus. I wouldn't say you're crazy not to do it, but like for some of these artists, like a, like how you mentioned with Ja Rule, like Ja Rule, where his name was, especially after like the Fire Festival documentary, he needed this uh-huh. versus. Oh, absolutely, he needed this. <laughs> you know, he absolutely needed this versus. I, I didn't, I didn't get a chance Bad. to watch it, but like, but I heard like he did a great job, and I'm like, yeah, like he he probably put his everything into that. You know, he's like, got records people are sleeping on Jarul. no you're right you're right but i'm just saying like at that time yeah. like his name was like muddied for so long like he needed that yeah, yeah, yeah he needed that love he did yeah you know so it it, it works out like i i still want to see like if they do like another old school one like i definitely want i don't know who she'll be paired up against but i definitely want to see anita baker you know i i definitely want to see like oh there's, my God. there's certain artists like i definitely want to see like how, how they did like a, a d'angelo one i love to see one for sade you know what i mean like there's, oh, okay. there's, That'd be dope. there's certain ones where i'm like man like you said they're, 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 it's at the tip of the iceberg so i i kind of want to see where they mm-hmm. still go but i think this i think the ceiling as long as they stay creative the ceiling has been removed like officially until mm-hmm. further notice yeah you know for for all this is going i don't know what the next one is going to be but like it's it's interesting to see like where they can go because like i said you know you said like house music you know, there's yeah, Af- Afro beats. They haven't even gone to like you know that. Yeah, that's the other like, thing. Yeah. yeah, this could it, this this could get interesting, man. I think it it could it could it's it's funny that we're saying this like a year later, but it's like it could this could still get interesting, especially the fact that like we've just opened up outside. You know, like mm-hmm. the fact that everybody's back out, like you know, like, at least in the states they're back outside now. It's like yeah, this this mm-hmm. could be. This could be quite interesting. I was going to say, wait, you guys are back outside? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Shots fired over here. Shots fired. When, when, when Jadakiss said, we outside, you guys, are, you guys are like, yo, what's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> you know what? I, I want to ask you guys two quick questions before we wrap this up. Um, what What are your thoughts on, on Big Tig or bringing back Rap City? Uh, can I go first with that? No, yeah, because you, you sent me that message. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> me, me personally, like I, it, it, it wouldn't be for 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 somebody like me. If you grew up like eighties, nineties, hip hop and stuff, it wouldn't be somebody for somebody like me. Unless he does the show where it's just the legends, like he's he's bringing back guys from like the nineties, you know, early two thousands. If he's doing today's hip hop. You couldn't get me near that that uh, that channel. You know what I mean? I I just and and if he was to do um like one with with just like you know the legends, the, the guys I used to come to the basement back in the days, then to me he would have to do it like once a week. He couldn't do it every day. If he did it every evening, and and it's just like the news, he would have to go. And, I guess the newer the newer um, like today's rappers, and I wouldn't be interested. 
But if he could bring back the, you know, the red man of the world, you know what I mean? Hey, man, do that like once a week. Think about that. You can knock off like, like, like 20, 30 shows. I'll be all in, you know? So I want to see what angle they, are they coming from? Are they coming with the newer acts? Are they coming with like the, the legends or, or, or at least the guys from like the nineties and, and early two thousands, or are they going to mix it up? I think that, I think, I guess what they should do is mix it up, you know, bring in the new guys, but at the same time, throw in, throw in like some of the, you know, the red man, the, you know, bring in Keith Murray, bring in people like that. You know what I mean? I think if they, yeah. if they do it that way, the only way they mix it up is if, I mean, if tickets still going to be the host, they're probably gonna have to mix it up because I, I, to me, I'm like, there's no way you're doing a rap city, and you're you're not bringing in like, you know, the babies and little babies and you know, like these certain guys and stuff. You're mm-hmm. gonna have to like, they're they're too big not to be on something like that. You know what I mean? Especially, I don't know what channel is gonna be on, but if say if it's on like Revolt, which I think it probably will be, um, if if it is, there's no way, there's just no way that you're you're not gonna have the newer acts on there. It's just it's impossible. It's not gonna happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but and I think if it's something where he's just executive producing it, then yeah, the the show is way over all three of our heads. Not meant for us. It's definitely not meant for <laughs> any of us. To like, like what? Like listening to this podcast mostly, or or um, or, or or in this case, watching it. Like for the three of us at least, like there's there's no way it, it's gonna be meant for us. But I guess we have to see how he's gonna do it. But I, mm-hmm. I, I but if yeah. he's, if he's taking the verses state of mind or thinking of it, where he's just doing it to like honor. I guess the rappers of yesteryear, then yeah, I can see it being a thing. I can see it being, mm-hmm. being, being a thing where I would probably watch it more, you know, but the, yeah, nostal- I, I, but the, the nostalgia of it will have me at least watching the first couple episodes. It's kind of like the yeah, new one of years. I told Chris, I don't hear none of these new guys freestyle at all, man. Oh, <laughs> I'm, done, I'm done with that. There's no, cause he used to do the booth thing and I don't, I don't want to hear none of these guys rap. None of them. Yeah. Uh, mobile no. rappers and these guys with the auto tune. Like, I don't hear none of them freestyle. So, it, if he doesn't mix it up, I don't think I would watch at all. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I'm I, not I, interested in it. I think if he's the full time host, I think he will mix it up. But, but again, because like, this that's his error is to mix it up for the 90s and stuff. Yeah. Like, no, for sure. For sure. I mean, he has his own radio station. I mean, radio show yeah. out in Atlanta. And I guess. The, yeah, that's what he's doing now, right? So I would think it yeah. would have to be something similar, but I just, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I want to see what he does with it first. I want to so see what happened. Did BT, they tried to bring it back, or is this his own thing? On, I, I, I'm not sure. It's a good question. I don't know. That's a good question. Because I, I just saw the, the post on, on his social media, right? So that, that's all I saw. So I, I don't know. It, it, didn't, it didn't have a TV station attached to it. Right, do, but do so. people even watch BT anymore? I, I, can't, Shit, I don't even know where it is, man. <laughs> I, I'm watching it now. It's funny. It's on my TV right now. Oh, because, yeah? Um, yeah, because every night, like, uh, I'll flash it on um, on Martin. Martin. I'll watch somebody okay, watch okay. rerun. That would, that would be worthwhile. It's got reruns of Martin or something. Or a Martin, different a world different world, that type of thing. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I'll watch it for that. But I guess here, here's my last question to wrap this up. Um, and I guess, you know, what what is your thoughts on Rock Nation announcing this, their Super Bowl lineup? I don't know if you guys heard this, but right before we... Yeah, did, I saw it. You saw it, right? Yeah. It, yeah. What, do you, what do you guys think of the lineup with, with Dr. Dre, oh. Snoop, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, who has a great documentary, her, her My Life documentary on Amazon is is 
I would say, yeah, it was amazing. I actually really liked it. And um, and then Kendrick Lamar for the Super Bowl. My argument mm -hmm. is that it's too, sh it's it's gonna be too short. I wish it was longer, but it could be a half a verse of a half of a verse and then just jump around. Yeah, because yeah. they're saying it's gonna it's be like people. eleven minutes. It's too many people. For it's eleven minutes. It's eleven minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was what, watching. What is, um, was... it, it's Dr. Dre, so I think it's Dr. Dre's the headliner, and he's gonna have them. I guess. Yeah, yeah they're gonna work around his album. Yes, work around his stuff for the stuff that he produced, right? Yeah, that makes mm -hmm. sense. So you can see, you can see where it's gonna go, like you know. Yeah, but, it's gonna be like family affair, and then it's gonna go into like you know, like just the uh, chronic stuff, and then the Compton album with Kendrick. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's mostly gonna be Dre stuff for sure. But the thing is, I love the lineup not because of just the fact that these artists are, are who they are, but you know, being that the Super Bowl is in LA this this year, it's, yeah. it's like it's that like makes deeper, sense. It's very, cool. it's very LA. It's very LA. Mm -hmm. It's very LA, mm -hmm. you know, like it's very, very LA. Like it's the perfect. It's to me, it's the perfect representation of what you would want, especially if you want black music, a legendary artist from LA. You know, who's bigger than Dr. Dre, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is Dr. Dre's versus the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's literally what it is, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like I said, it's just too short. That's the only thing. That's that's my only complaint. Yeah. Is like. You know, like who who doesn't want to see these guys? But it's just, you know, just said Chris is eleven mm -hmm. minutes. It's too short. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing. Too it's, short. Just, it's just too short. But I mean, but you're still gonna watch. This is, like I, I watched the weekend's halftime show. It was just, it was okay. It wasn't terrible. I'm not a huge weekend fan, but like I watched it because it looked kind of interesting. I had nothing else mm -hmm. to do. But uh, I'm definitely gonna watch this one because normally oh, sure. halftime shows. Normally I leave. And what makes me mad, I left when Janet had she did the halftime show. I missed it. You left I didn't that? Get to see oh, it live. Man. I didn't see it live. Cause I was like, Janet, Justin Timberlake, I don't see that. So I went to get beer. And I was screaming, like, oh my God, did you see it? Like, ah, uh, what happened? I thought somebody fell. <laughs> I know there's a titty out there. Like, I thought somebody fell. You're like, nope. <laughs> but yeah, but that's, yeah. That's, that's the thing, though. Like, it's. With the Super Bowl budget behind it, like it's gonna be, like I said, very LA, very oh, LA. Yeah. I think I think the only thing that they're probably trying to negotiate, which they probably won't be able to get get it off, is the fact that they're not gonna have a big chronic leaf as the stage. Like, that's probably <laughs> the only thing that they're not gonna be able to negotiate because it's the NFL. But other than that, like it's gonna be very LA. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, fellas, look, thank you guys for for hopping on this. Uh, the South podcast. Um, I appreciate the boys yeah, coming anytime, on again. Man. Yeah, man, appreciate we we got it. We gotta we gotta form back the band together like the Fuji's a little sooner than later. <laughs> I agree. And Chris, you can't be four hours late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can do three though. Oh, yeah, three. Three's fine. Three is not I'll, four. I'll scale it back. Yeah, I'll scale it back. <laughs> oh, and I, and I almost forgot. Um, I love to give you guys my my you know my I guess my uh, my platform for the next couple of minutes to plug whatever you guys got going on. Um, I know Chris, you have something that's that dropped recently. Uh, what was it again? Um, uh, yeah, something. something. Yeah, something. 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 So, yeah, something. <laughs> so tell the people about it. Tell the people about it. Okay, I got a I got a TV show. Uh, what I what I like to call a most important TV show that dropped um, yesterday, actually. Uh, the pilot for it dropped yesterday. You could uh, check it out. It's called the Club Caribbean TV show. 
That's a Club Caribbean TV show, and you can check it out on YouTube. Check it out at uh, the Club Caribbean TV show. The website also, clubcaribbeantvshow.com. The, web, the website is still being um, put together, so it should be up in, a, in the next couple of days. But this, this show is basically representing it's representing everything Caribbean. So you need to check it out. If you're, if you're from the Caribbean, if you have Caribbean roots, or you just love the Caribbean culture and the Caribbean music, this is a show definitely for you. This is a show that to me is really needed. So it's out now. It came out yesterday. Go check it out. Um, clubcaribbeantv.com. Check it out on YouTube also. You can also check me out each and every Friday on the Grooves and Rhythms Mix Show. That's uh, on mylimeradio.com. And of course, follow me on social media at DJ Chris Nice or Facebook where it's just Chris Nice. And yeah, that's what uh, that's what I got going on. Calvin, once again, thank you. No problem, Keo. What you got going on? Is there anything you want to plug? Um, I can plug my website is djkeo.ca. Yeah, it's on YouTube. I got recognized in person the other day at a wedding, which is weird. <laughs> what weird. nice. nice. <laughs> Nice. Guys, like yo, I watch the YouTube videos, and I'm like, what, what? Like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right then. <laughs> nice. This was in the bathroom, was it, or anything like that? No, no, no. I was DJing okay. the wedding, and okay. it was at the end of the night. And this guy walked into me, he was like, yo, I heard your voice. I couldn't figure out where I heard your voice from before. Wow, that's amazing. Freaky. That's amazing. <laughs> the reason I say in the bathroom is you don't hear people saying somebody approached them in the bathroom. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a friend of mine that was at a urinal, and when he looked next to him, Stevie Wonder pulled up in the urinal next to him, and he was like, ain't this a bitch? There's nothing I could say right now. That's not going to come off weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't shake his hand, can't do nothing. Nothing. Just like, yeah, I saw Stevie. That's the end of that. <laughs> it's funny what you know when you said you got recognized like i i hope i hope this means major bank for you and then i feel like uh, i don't know if that uh, if you remember that episode of fresh prince was in the pool hall i, I will come on your show, i will be on your shoulder being like and 10 percent for his manager <laughs> oh you have a manager already damn it damn it <laughs> soon come soon come <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of the Half Podcast. A special shout-out goes out to DJ Chris Nice and DJ Keo for coming on today to talk about the future of Versus, as well as the potential impact of the Fuji's now that they're back together. Uh, make sure you go on their respective YouTube channels, Chris Nice LLC and DJ Keo separately, of course. Um, but specifically, go over to the Club Caribbean TV show YouTube page to check out the pilot for Chris Nice's TV show, once again, that's a Club Caribbean TV show. Uh, go mess with that right now. Like, subscribe, and share that page out and witness history in the making in real time. Once I'm finished my outro, of course. <laughs> uh, love and respect for the support as always. If you're an NBA fan, I got something for you in the next two weeks. I'm going to be doing the annual breakdowns of the Eastern and Western Conference. Uh, those ones are usually up the day before and the day of the opening night of the NBA season. I'm also adding a third one to that, which will be out next week about the leading topics going into the season. And I can't wait for that one as well. But I'll also be doing breakdowns of each episode of the final season of Insecure starting at the end of this month. I'm going to hit you with more details for that coming up. And I'm going to give you my steady diet of regular ad podcasts. And also, if you haven't listened to my last episode about Haiti, 
please do yourself a favor and check that one out right now um, where we tackle the migrants in Del Rio and break down the misconceptions of the country and the Haitian community as a whole. And I promise you, I promise you, it's worth the listen. All right, so check it out. Head over to SouthSharab.com to check out the rest of my shows. And whichever platform streaming service that you're listening to right now with this, hit the like and the favorite button. Leave comments wherever you can and continue to support. I love and appreciate y'all. For DJ Chris Nice and DJ Keo, this is Cal C. And you just tuned in to the app podcast on South Sharaf Radio. All right, until the next one, folks. Peace. We out.